Hey, what's up? Hello. We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Today, we are going to be going over what is happening in Agland. Just a brief run through on what's happening with the various teams in CSU athletics. Before we dive into everything, you guys, it's stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market is crazy in Colorado. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They will alleviate so much stress, take some of that worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. Mike and Virginia are proud DNVR members. They're CSU alum. They work nights. They work weekends. They do what it takes to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen different lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia will take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. As I said, Mike and Virginia are proud DNVR members, and right now they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, when you do, you're going to get set up with the free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472 or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. We're going to jump right on into things. We're not going to talk a ton of college football on today's podcast. It's also going to be a shorter episode. Um, going to kind of dive into all that week zero stuff on the next episode. Figured might as well give it its own deal and not overshadow, you know, some of the Olympic sports. So just kind of keep them separate. I don't know. It made sense that way in my head. So that is the way we are going to be doing things. If you want to pick the order, start your own podcast, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, let's just start by by talking about CSU Volleyball. Their initial home opener was unfortunately canceled because the University of South Dakota was unable to play due to COVID protocols. Their match against Northern Colorado this weekend was also canceled. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw that I, I posted about this and I, I referenced the the COVID outbreak that's currently happening in South Dakota. Sturgis was a couple of weeks ago. You know, if you Google South Dakota, all of the news articles are, are you know, kind of talking about Sturgis. And, and some people got mad because they thought that my tweet was a anti-Sturgis or I, I, I don't know, like anti-conservative or something. But it, it clearly, clearly was not um, just just referencing the COVID outbreak. It's, it's really not all that deep. I will say I think some of these these headlines about the. COVID outbreak are a little bit misleading when people are like, you know, the numbers are up 1300% or something like this. Like if they went from like 100 to 200 cases or something like that. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. It, it It's all, it's all tiring. Just this, in, this entire process and COVID and, and how it impacts sports. We obviously went through it last year with eight football games getting canceled. Basically all of the exciting non-conference basketball games canceled. Volleyball got moved to spring. It was it was a shit show all around, and and I'm just hoping that we get a little bit smoother of an experience this fall. That's really the only reason I 
I mentioned it, you know, South Dakota State is obviously who CSU football is supposed to open up against on Friday. So far, it's so good. I mean, we have an upcoming press conference with Steve Adazio. We've got availability on Tuesday, and then obviously the game is supposed to be Friday. As of now, things are operating as normal. But again, you know, I'm so gun shy because of the experience we all went through last year where it was like, I don't know, at least three of those games were canceled on, you know, Friday sometimes even after we had availability where the coaches and players were like, yes, we're definitely playing. So until that game, you know, actually kicks off on Friday, I'm going to be just a little bit nervous. You know, that's, that's the only reason I brought that up. It wasn't to get into, you know, whether or not Sturgis should have happened or, or any of that kind of stuff. Cause you know, at this point, I, I think, you know, with people getting vaccinated and masks and all that, got to try and do the, the things you can like having football games. So you know, if you can have a football game, you can probably have an event like Surges. That's my opinion on the things. But again, I'm not trying to to get in that or start anything like that. It's it's really not that deep with me. I'm just excited for football season. But coming all the way back and in getting back on track, obviously the University of South Dakota, not South Dakota State, different university altogether, they were not able to play volleyball this weekend against CSU Volleyball or Northern Colorado. Instead, CSU had to open with a whiteout crowd against Northwestern. Unfortunately, they dropped that one three sets to one at home, but it was a really great crowd. You know, if you saw some of those videos from Moby Arena, the student section was packed, and and that's awesome to see. I mean, this is a program that's historically been so successful, and it's cool to see the students especially engaged and excited. I hope it's the same way for the football game on Friday. You know, a lot of people are are skeptical about this team going in and I kind of under understand some of the doubts, but there's obviously plenty of reasons to be interested as well. And, and just considering that nobody got to go to games last year, I was hoping that that would lead to just a little bit of extra excitement. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, I kind of am tired of just sitting around all the time. You know, it's, it's exciting to be back in the arena and feel the energy of the crowd and, you know, hear pads cracking in person. It's, it's definitely a much different viewing experience. I, <laughs> I actually went to the uh, the Broncos preseason game and just like kind of watching it all in person. It's, I don't know, I feel like on TV, it almost looks, makes it look bigger. That was something I was talking about with my cousin. But anyways, it's just fun to be back in person. I'm really excited for this home opener. Really excited to see how CSU volleyball shakes out this season as well. It was the first time they had students there in 546 days. That is absolutely wild. According to Mike Brohard of CSURams.com, the official attendance, 5,537 for that Northwestern match on a Saturday afternoon, including uh, 3,000-plus students. You have to love that. Unfortunate that CSU wasn't able to get that Friday night matchup as well. You know, I think that probably would have been beneficial to get kind of a tune-up game going into a matchup with a Big Ten opponent like Northwestern. But despite losing 3-1, to one, the Rams were competitive throughout. They've got some kinks to work out, but I'm sure that they will, and I'm sure that they'll be competitive come Mountain West time. You know, a little bit of, little bit of, of not disrespect, but just not the same type of fear, I guess, for CSU volleyball around the league as there was couple years ago they got picked to finish third this year you know really the last decade or so they were almost a lock to get taken as the preseason favorite because they basically just won the conference year in and year out so it's kind of a prove it year for the rams and 
that's also kind of exciting, you know, and not that it gets boring at the top or anything like that, but I think it's good for a team to face a little bit of adversity and, you know, kind of strive for that competitive edge again. So I'm just interested to see how things play out. Shout out to Tom Hilbert, though, and shout out to the CSU volleyball program. I'm sure that they will get back to their winning ways very soon. Before we move on, I actually meant to talk about this on the the podcast the other day. CSU Volleyball actually recently added a transfer from USC, that is Southern California. Uh, Head coach Tom Hilbert announced the addition of Malaya Jones. She's a redshirt freshman. She was a six-foot outside hitter, but she's going to play middle blocker for the Rams. Here is what Tom Hilbert had to say about her in the press release. We're excited to add Malaya to our roster and look forward to seeing what she can bring to our young team. It's really rare that someone goes through the transfer process this late, so we are still waiting on some approvals from the NCAA to get her to play in a match. She will be a middle attacker for us, and she might look undersized, but she has tremendous jump and great feet to the ball. She's also very versatile and can play every position along the net for us. Uh, She played at USC and redshirted in 2020. Prior to that, she was a one-year letter winner at Santa Margarita High School in Rancho Santa Margarita, California under head coach Katie Gammon. She was named to the AVCA, AVCA excuse me, Under Armour All-American Watch List, Prep Volleyball Sophomore 79 List, and Prep Volleyball Senior Ace. She won uh, three letters at San Juan Hills High School prior to that, which is in San Juan Capistrano, California. Uh, there she played under head coach Jessica Papel. She helped that school win back-to-back South Coast League championships in 2017 and 2018. She was named All-Coast League second team and All-Section as a junior. And as a sophomore, she earned All-SCL Honorable Mention and SJHHS Most Improved Player Honors. She was a three-time Scholar Athlete Selection. We will have to see, you know, when she's able to suit up for the first time for the Rams, usually with the Olympic sports there's, there's not a ton of issues there, but it obviously is kind of late to transfer this close to the season. This is a quote from Malaya on why she chose CSU. I chose Colorado State because it gave me the feeling of home and the culture is incredible. I've never felt more comfortable and excited for a school before. Colorado State celebrates its athletes and it's a well-respected school. All right, the Rams, they dropped that one against Northwestern, but they are back in action on Tuesday. At 6 p.m., they are playing at Northern Colorado. Chance to get an in-state win, chance to get a road win before CSU goes and, and travels to North Carolina where they will play at the University of North Carolina on Friday, NC State on Saturday, and then they'll come home for the following weekend against SIUE, Oregon State, UAB, and then they've got a home-and-home with Colorado on the 16th and 18th. So a lot of big matches coming up for CSU Volleyball before they eventually break into Mountain West competition. Really excited to see how things shake out. All right, I am going to move on and talk CSU football. Before I talk about the soccer team, though, got to talk about American football. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Just bet $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season. Receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard me right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet or more on any week one game. If you're a Broncos fan like me, you're feeling good about 
their, their opportunity to go into the Meadowlands and take down the Giants on the road. Maybe you put it on them, then you get a little bit of money to spread out and embed on week two, where they obviously travel to Jacksonville. There's all kinds of really interesting week one games, though, so do not miss out on this offer. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions, daily odds boosts. They now have same game parlays, which is an absolute game changer. It, it's just so much fun to be able to, you know, group together. You know, if you're feeling really confident, Jerry Judy over four catches, you know, and somebody scored a touchdown, Javante Williams to score a touchdown with the money line. And all of a sudden you got like a plus 700 bet. And it just makes every game that much more intriguing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That promo code DNVR when you sign up with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of the NFL and, and DraftKings Sportsbook, it's a good time to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. We've got the regular season coming up. And one of the things that really interests me is the seeming skepticism of the Green Bay Packers from the betting community. Their, their over-under win is only, total is only like 10 or something for the season. They're, they're definitely going to win more games than that. They're only three-point favorites against the Saints. I know that they're going on the road in the Superdome. is really hard to play, although we'll kind of have to monitor the situation with the Hurricane. My thoughts are with everybody in New Orleans. If you know anybody out there or if you are out there, man, please stay safe. It's really scary. We're all thinking of you, and we all hope that you guys are okay. But the Packers' three-point favorites, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, the the reigning NFL MVP, coming off an electric season. He's got Devontae Adams back with 18 touchdowns, Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan. I mean, they have so many weapons. And because of that, I just feel like the Packers are going to roll. I know that he wasn't there all in the offseason, but I I follow the NFL pretty intensely, and everything I'm reading, everything I'm hearing is that A-Rodg is locked in. The coaching staff is happy with him. You know, the, the, the beef, the dispute. That's more between him and the front office. But when it comes to him and his teammates, when it comes to his preparation, he's world-class and he's just so good, you know? And, and I'm going to take my chances with him against Jameis Winston or Tamis, Taste, Tamis, Taysom Hill or whoever else they may be running under center in New Orleans. Because of that, my DraftKings pick of the week, it's Green Bay to cover that three-point spread in New Orleans, beat the Saints, and win you a little bit of money on week one. Shout out to the pack. Shout out A-Raj. I hope he's the Broncos quarterback in the future. But for now, win us some money. Minus three is the spread. You can get that at minus 110. That is easy money. Lock it in. All right. Like I said, we are going to talk CSU women's soccer. Before we do, though, just briefly, the Mountain West cross-country preseason poll was released. The CSU women were picked third. The men were picked fourth. This was announced on Wednesday by the league office. On the women's side, uh, New Mexico is the preseason conference favorite. They got 98 points and nine first-place votes. Then Boise State, who got two first-place votes. The Rams follow with 91 total points and 78 points, respectively. The women return 10 starters from last year, or 10 runners. The men return six. We will see how it ends up shaking out on the men's side. Air Force was taken first, then Utah State, then Boise State. CSU followed by New Mexico, Wyoming, Nevada, Fresno State, San Jose State. On the women's side, it's New Mexico taken first, followed by Boise State, then CSU, 
Utah State, Air Force, Wyoming, Nevada, Fresno State, San Diego State, San Jose State, UNLV. Makes sense that all the, the schools at high altitude are kind of the schools that dominate and track, you know, have the best athletes, are in the best shape, all of that. That's why Olympic athletes train here. I don't need to rant about any of that. But uh, shout out CSU Cross Country. We are all rooting for you this season. Things obviously started pretty weird for CSU women's soccer. They had the whole debacle in Boulder with CU. And, you know, if you, <laughs> I'm not going to get too petty on here, but they're, they're still whining about it, still making jokes. I get it was a weird situation. I get they were frustrated. But as I said last time on the podcast, it is in the rule book. So optics be damned. I mean, probably would have done the same thing, you know, for whatever it's worth. The Rams then dropped the next match at the University of Denver 1-0 and the home opener against South Dakota on the 26th was a scoreless draw. That's a that's a long match going into double overtime, no goals. That's pr- I think that's kind of the the biggest issue with Americans getting into soccer is we don't generally have the attention span for something like that to watch a a 90-minute match and then have it go into double overtime and no goals. I mean, that's just kind of anticlimactic. I I am a soccer fan. I played growing up, but I just I understand why people can't get into it when there are situations like that. Go to a shootout or something. Make it enticing. Make it exciting for people. Make them want to show up. Um, yeah, not a not a great start for the Keeley Hagen era thus far. They they haven't scored a goal yet through two and a half matches. You know, they're still scoreless. If there is a silver lining, I suppose it's that they, they've taken DU and South Dakota both to overtime. South Dakota obviously went to double overtime. They've only given up one goal in that time. So, you know, as lackluster as the offense has been, the defense has been pretty good other than that CU match. So hopefully that leads to success down the line. I mean, they've got a lot of new players. It's obviously a new system. It makes sense that things are starting a little bit slow you would just like to see them kind of take advantage, maybe pick up a couple of wins here in non-conference play. They've got a match at Northern Colorado on Thursday, September 2nd, 7 p.m. If you're in the Northern Colorado area, you could head over to Greeley, check that out, then hit the football game on Friday. Kind of a a nice little fun weekend. Or, you know, they've got volleyball that's coming up this weekend as well, but that's going to be on the road, so you're going to have to stream it. After that, the soccer team, after playing at Greeley on Thursday, Next Sunday, the 5th, they play Kansas State at home. So that's kind of a a fun match. That's a 12 p.m. start. Then they've got Idaho State on September 12th. And after that, they branch into conference play, starting with San Diego State at home on Friday, September 24th. One final note, I guess, on, on the soccer program. Obviously concerning that they haven't scored yet, but they did outshoot South Dakota 17-10. They put more on target, 6-3. to It's just 110 minutes without a goal in the end. That's a lot of playing, a lot of cardio at least. You know, they're going to be in good shape, get you ready to go for conference play. But, you know, they're not getting blown out. They're competitive. They are out shooting opponents, at least in this last match. There's reason to be interested. And obviously, I mean, they're not that far removed from having the best season in program history. That was only 2019. And, And there's just so much talent in this state. But we just will have to see. We'll have to see how it all plays out. I know that's not a a very satisfying answer, but it's the truth. I mean, we will have to see how it all plays out. All right. That's 
really all we have for the Agland portion of the podcast. Just briefly here, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the other projects. If you listen to the DNVR Draft Podcast, I'm one of the hosts on that, help kind of lead the, the production as well. We just kind of go over some of the top NFL draft prospects every week. We talk about some of the most intriguing games, just both from a college football podcast uh, perspective or college football fan perspective, I should say. You know, it is a draft podcast and we talk about the draft implication quite a bit, but it's also just kind of like a like our version of a college football podcast because it's everybody on our DNVR staff that, you know, really dives into this wholeheartedly each and every week. There are some other people that get really into it, you know, like RK and stuff. He's a big buffs guy. He watches a lot of college football, but just a, a different perspective that we bring to the table than they do on the Broncos pod. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to toot our own horn or anything, but I think the product is really good. We've got Jake Schwanitz. If you checked out his Rams film room, you see he knows a ton about the game, both from a schematic standpoint and just a talent evaluation standpoint. He's really, really solid, as is Andre Simone, who's been doing analytics his entire career, has been doing NFL draft stuff for like over a decade. He's brilliant. He's taught me so much about football. And then, of course, we've got Hank from the Buffs side. He knows a ton about the game as well. And, you know, he covers the Buffs, but he didn't go there. He's from Montana, you know, so I, I still love Hank. I still love him, even though he's the Buffs guy. And then uh, I'm also one-third of the, or one-half, one-third, depends on if Kale, the producer, who's a part of the show, is considered a host or not. No, I'll, I'll give him the proper respect he deserves. One-third of the Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we've had our first episode. You can subscribe to that wherever podcasts are available. On the last Rams pod, I talked about some of the top fantasy targets coming this upcoming season from you know Mountain West schools. On the Fantasy pod, obviously, we don't focus just on CSU or CU or the Mountain West. It's just fantasy you know i'll be answering questions we're gonna go live every monday night before monday night football so at that point you know you you might still be in your your current game but you can still start to look forward to the future so we'll be answering questions you know so that by tuesday morning you will be able to set your lineup be ready to roll speaking of fantasy football season draft season is upon us it's time you put the pp back in ppr league with the sponsors of today's episode, Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. They just launched the new, they just launched the new performance package 4.0. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Don't neglect your balls, just like the Packers front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code DNVR. You know, if you need a new grooming tool, I'm telling you, the Performance Package 4.0, it's absolutely essential. It's a fourth generation trimmer, which features a cutting edge ceramic blade to help reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi-function on-off switch, which can engage. It has a travel lock, it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower if you want. It has a 400K LED spotlight, which allows you to be as accurate as that clip of Brady playing catch with the football throwing machine. My goodness, I love this read. It's so funny. Um, but they also have the Weed Whacker, which is waterproof. That's a nose trimming technology. So Manscaped, they, they lead them below the, the waist grooming technology, but they have all kinds of other stuff. I love their their Ball Reviver, which is, you know, if it's a hot day, getting kind of swampy, put that on. You'll be feeling nice and refreshed. The Crop Preserver is awesome. I, I just love everything about Manscaped. They are a one-stop shop. Make sure you use that code DNVR when you purchase anything. You're going to get 20% off 
plus free shipping. So clutch. I'm wearing a Manscaped t-shirt right now. So, I mean, that tells you the love is real. They love fantasy football. I love fantasy football. You love fantasy football. Why don't you protect your balls as well? (laughs) All right. Shout out Manscaped. Also, shout out Chevalier Mortgage, our official partner, presenting sponsor of the DNVR Rams podcast. Got a lot of love for them. They've been with us for a long time, and I definitely, definitely appreciate it. All right. Thank you for rocking with me today. Obviously, kind of a weird episode all over the place, but I thought it was fun. Always enjoy these Agland editions because it gives me a chance to talk about some of the teams that I don't get to focus on every single day. We're going to have all kinds of written content coming up on the site. Make sure you keep up with everything that I'm doing. Football is here. I could not be more excited. I know you couldn't either. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We'll be back with more podcasts in the coming days. Woo!